Today we're going to be looking at crystal healing. So that means if uh, if the words vibrations, chakras, energy, life force mean anything to you or, or don't mean anything to you, then this show uh, might be of interest because uh, we're going to be using all of those words because that's that tends to be the, the lingo around crystal healing. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of jargon. There is. Um, so we're going to investigate what crystal healing is, uh, the, hopefully the history of, of crystals yep. in society and what people use them for. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to look at the the negative side of the crystal industry because don't forget, they've got to be extracted from somewhere. And as we're going to find out, they are extracted from a mine in countries that may not have the uh, well the, the best record when it comes to work well, place like, practices and uh, human rights. Well, I just hope the end justifies the means <laughs> with all that stuff. Yeah. Doesn't it look pretty? <laughs> well, at least even though they may be unethical crystals, blood yeah. crystals. At least they work. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it'd be such a shame if we were, you know, people were dying <laughs> to, harness, to get these crystals and they yeah. were just inert. Thankfully, my chakras are aligned. All seven, all nine. Apparently, Seven or nine? Well, good question. Good way to start the show. Apparently, crystal healers use nine. <laughs> they know more. That's right. There's That's two right. extra ones. <laughs> They're more crystal sensitive. <laughs> That we did, um, do you think it was like um, they used the crystals to find them? Like to find the chakras. Like they thought there were there's there are seven obvious chakras that anyone can pick up without tools. Yeah. But once you harness the power of crystals, yeah, you could probably pick up. You could detect a couple of extra chakras. We learned about two extra chakras since <laughs> we started using crystals. Yeah. The elbow chakra <laughs> and the roast beef toe chakra. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a little piggies. Yeah, okay. Now, like you know. Before we start the episode, I've got a question for you. i got a question for you, too. Oh, yeah. well, this is great. Well, do you want to, I'll shoot mine first. You go first. Um, you and I have both uh, published authors in the, in the sense of academic literature in, in the sciences. medical field. Yeah. Um, what's your erdose number? Is that like my impact factor? No, it's better than the impact factor. No, what is it? Okay, your Erdos number is the number of degrees of separation that you're from mathematician Paul Erdos. Oh, come on. Well, <laughs> a very prolific... Greater than six. <laughs> I'm probably closer to Kevin Bacon. Um, I just want to say, because he's. Pro- I think this is a guy that's just extremely prolific. He, he, is this uh, a game the mathematicians in, play? Six degrees of uh, Kevin yeah, Erdos? Exactly right. <laughs> exactly what it is. Influential Hungarian mathematician... Um, he published more papers during his lifetime, at least 1,525 than any other mathematician in history. Mm-hmm. So mathematicians at least play this game of your Erdos number, which is how many degrees of separation you are from Paul Erdos. So that's with co-authors. Yeah, that's you right. You jump through co-authors. You, you jump through co-authors. It's pretty good. So, I mean, if he has made that many publications, you but can't. It, surely it can't be yeah. more than about four or five, right? I guess it depends on how much collaboration there really is in sciences that's really what it's a measure of isn't it yeah of your of your collaborability because movies for the kevin bacon thing you're constantly jumbling up all of hollywood for all these films right yeah whereas for papers they're usually done at various labs or institutes which means you generally will have the same pattern of co-authors for every single paper well with, with, with few substitutions i would have thought well there's some someone has 62 collaborations with him there's a whole bunch of people that have more than 30 collab collabs with the guy sure. but he also died 25 years ago uh-huh. so that, that makes the linking a little bit harder it does anyway um well my question for you is not quite as cerebral well it depends on i guess who you ask thoughts on megxit <laughs> <laughs> and who is your favorite royal spouse are you more of a Kate guy or oh, are, you, are, are you a Megan guy? You, we're both going to be Kate guys. Yeah, she's awesome. Like, right? no, I, I know that for sure. I don't she's even so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> she's the perfect human. I would definitely break up that relationship. <laughs> you heard it here first, Kate Middleton. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. Will who? Megs it. When I leave this podcast, is that going to be a Jexit? <laughs> <laughs> it will be. Emergency Jexit. Yeah. 
Uh, was there a reason why you're asking that, or is there it's topical? Yeah, in the news. I don't really care. No, uh, no, I, neither do uh, I at all. But I don't care enough to I have voice imp- my disinterest. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing it right now, but only because you asked me. Sure. I, would, I wouldn't offer you my. What you have is pure apathy. Yeah. Just don't care. In purest form. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you. I what do you make of it? I don't, I don't really care. Okay. Well, great question then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bothered by what they do. All right. Let's start the show. What do you think? It's uh, welcome to Jeremy's Iron. Uh, it's a show about science, but it's, we've got a bit of a new tagline. We are decoupling. What, what would you say? We are ironing out. Consciously decoupling. <laughs> consciously decoupling the silly things that we believe. Yeah. Um, so we're making a bit of, bit of a sideways twist to... Well, we're, going on a, we're going to go on a small tangent, I think. Yeah. what we're going to be gonna, doing for a little while. That's right. We're going to look at um, interesting things that people believe mm. based on limited to no evidence. Yeah. We all do it. I do it. I know all I do it. All the time. Um, but people do it in funny ways and we're yeah. going to explore some of those ways. So in <clears throat> this <clears throat> this episode coming up, we're going to have a look at crystals, healing crystals, mm-hmm. what people in fact do with their crystals. Yeah. Um, spoil- where, they, where they put them. <laughs> where they put them. Spoiler alert. Yeah. They put them where you think they're going to put them. But uh, yeah, we're going to investigate a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, you need to get them as close in. to the chakra as possible. Yeah, that's right. The camel toe chakra, whatever you called it before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this would be a slight deviation where I think we're going to be looking... I mean, yeah, we're going to be looking at the science and behind why these things do or don't work. <clears throat> but I think what we're, you and I are both really interested in right now is what makes certain people kind of consciously disregard science That's right. when it comes to answers. And I think what we want to try and talk about is that nothing is above proof. Yep, that's, really. our, that's our stance. But Our we're stance. going to do this in a lighthearted way because because I think we don't want to be, come across as belligerent because, nope. as we said at the top, there are things that I definitely believe in and I want to try to uncover that as well. Mm-hmm. My own sort of... Biases. Bi- well, biases. Yeah. Unscientific yeah. thought patterns. Yeah. But yeah, each show we're going to dedicate to a particular thing. This one's crystals. We're going to look at drinking one's own urine because that's a thing. I know that people do I that. believe with, it is. Yep. Uh, uh, and I think we'd like to get some... Because this is more less about the science and more about the people that believe it, I think we're going to try and get some guests on who are skeptical or who have reservations about evidence mm. and what that means and and what it means to believe in something without evidence. That's right. And I the think experience that, of truth as opposed to the sort of rational processing exactly. of truth, right? Yeah, I like, like that. This is it's just my my truth. People saying that, yeah. right? It's it works for me or it's true for me. Yeah. Not everything needs proof, and I think I want to kind of nut down on what it means for not everything needing proof. Yeah, and hopefully we're talking to some people. Maybe we can open our eyes to the fact that maybe there isn't evidence or science hmm. or binary answers to everything. That's right. Right. I like it. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk crystals, healing crystals we are. in particular. Yeah. Now you're going to give us a bit of a rundown of the history. I will. Are we ready to go with that? What do you reckon? We are ready. Can we're going to throw it to. A- yeah, yeah. Quick commercial break. Quick quick commercial break from uh, our, our sponsor. Our sponsors. <laughs> our sponsors, uh, Giuseppe's Diamonds. Crystals aren't really that complicated. So crystals are um, solids that are a organized array of either atoms or as a single atoms, like an element. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like diamond is a crystal lattice of carbon atoms, right? So it's a highly organized form of carbon. Whereas charcoal, which is also more or less carbon, mm-hmm. um, is a highly disorganized array and so it's very crumbly it's not very useful uh graphite is also carbon now that's not a crystal but it's a more organized form of carbon so you have carbon that's arranged in sheets mm-hmm. um, which gives it more strength uh, and then if you have a true crystal lattice which is you know this perfect arrangement of uh of atoms where they're all kind of spaced equally from each other covalent bonding yeah oh, wait ionic bonding which one it would be ionic Ionic bonding? Yeah, because there'd be metallic elements, right? It's usually like a... Oh, no, maybe not. Well, no, carbon's not metallic. True. It doesn't yeah, have to be metallic. No. We're in the covalent realm. Yeah. 
And so that's what a crystal is. So it can be a, an, a organized arrangement of either atoms or of molecules. So you can have like sodium chloride, right? So you have salt. Salt's a crystal, um, but it's an arrangement of the molecule, sodium chloride. No one gets real excited for salt though, do they? Well, Himalayan salt. Yeah, but they're not wearing around their neck, that kind of thing. No, but they have in their rooms. Oh, they have the lights inside and that's stuff. That's true. The salt, salt, um, big healing powers yeah. for salt. Now they're not eating it; they're just using the. They're, they're the playing pranks part. on their friends by putting it in their <laughs> coffees. That's what they're doing. That that helped you. Long story. So anyway, um, in that sense, yeah. So crystals are highly organized. So sort of metaphorically, yeah, they are sort of a you know they're diametrically opposed to the chaos of the world. They are these super organized. Um, arrangements of atoms and elements of the natural world. Mm-hmm. They're the most organized things we have in the natural world, you could say. Great. Um, but that's really where it ends. But the history for crystals is about as... Are you going to outline for us the, uh, the crystal math? <laughs> <laughs> well, insofar as... I should as a tagline at the beginning. We're going we're gonna to be... Uh... We're going to be crunching the crystal math That's here. right. We'll be crunching yeah. the crystal math. Sorry, interrupted straight off the bat. You're, you're, you're breaking my crystal method. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I think we're done. I think we're all right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, look, crystals have been used for, from what I can find, thousands of years, going back to the Egyptians and probably even before that, to the Sumerians and Mesopotamians. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, this, it, they kind of use the same crystals we're using today. So lots of quartz, ruby, amethyst. Um, As in, like they, they would just they just would have found them, right? They would have no, just found them. Like but were... crystals are generally found, right? Yeah. We can't make crystals very easily. No, uh, well, we can now, but we certainly couldn't back then. And but they wouldn't have been digging like hundreds of meters under, the, you know, like oh it, no, no, they, they would have just been, been like the shallower, the superficial yeah. Yeah. gemstones or whatever yeah. the crystals. And they would put like, them yeah. on their body in different places yeah. to. Um, yeah, it's part of part of the cultural yeah. so, like, practices. They put them on their navel for better sexual performance, or yep. on their eyes for better, uh, you know, to enhance the third eye or whatever. Which yeah. we discussed in a previous podcast, which is the probably the pineal gland. Yes, right. Yeah, um, but it's pretty like most old medicine or therapies. It's pretty vague. I mean, there's obviously no science behind it. So there's nothing else we can say about evidence or why it was used. We just did it. Right, and in fact, the fact that it is six thousand years old, but without evidence, is one of the strongest arguments people have spoken to me about crystals used when they say, "Well, if it's no good, how do you explain how long it's been used for?" That's right. Yeah, yeah. we've been using it for six thousand years. Um, so, does length of treatment have any bearing upon efficacy of treatment? Well, it's just it becomes a cultural practice at some it does. point, right? And we and, assume and though it'd been weeded out if it was useless. Yeah. Right. So people think, well. We've been using it for six to ten thousand years. Yeah. It's got to do something, uh-huh. right? Um, are they all crazy? What else? So Egy- what? What, what else did the Egyptians do that, <laughs> that we should still be doing? Is it the? Is it Egypt? Was that like a? Egypt was, was one of the big. Yeah. But also, we have such a well, uh, such a well documented history of the Egyptians and their science and their and their practices. True. That it's probably one of the most recorded uses of crystals. Right. Um, and then going into India, we do have a lot of use of crystals in India, and particularly that's where we start to seeing the uh, association with the chakras, that the crystals have something to do with vibrating with, uh, communicating with the chakras, and they help you align the chakras. Right. Do we have any kind of like time frames with this? Is there, are there years you can throw at me with this stuff? Are we talking well, like... Thousands of years BC well, when people were using all this. Well, about like, six thousand years ago for the Egyptians. Yeah, well, and recorded, probably yeah. about five thousand years for the Indians. Okay, but again, this is just where we've got the records, right? That's who know, who knows how long ago? No, yeah. going back five thousand years, we have the the Vedas, which are the ancient Indian books of healing. Yep, and that's where we get a lot of the old like Ayurvedic medicine comes from yes. the Vedas. Yep, um, and that's one of our earliest recorded kind of tomes of, of early medicine mm. um, or of healing practices. And so, yeah, it's kind of in the canon of a great old recorded medicine. Now, right. it doesn't mean it's useful medicine, but certainly it was part of the practice that we associate with, uh, you know, deeply with Eastern Did practices. Darth Vader spawn from that, from that tome? Uh, no. 
<laughs> because you are not pronouncing your R like an Australian. <laughs> and you're, you're conflating Veda with Vader. Because <laughs> you need to learn how to speak and hear. Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the dark Vader. He's this Darth Vader Indian guy. Which actually would make more sense, right? Because that'd be like bad medicine, bad bad magic true very right. good well maybe that was the inspiration for the name probably not it means dark father okay it's good. german that may yeah okay good <laughs> <laughs> don't worry i don't do film i know or german or german for that matter continue okay well that's really all i've got for um really for crystal healing you know i mean there is also some history of indigenous use on this great uh, australia day uh, where they'd use quartz crystals. As in Australian indigenous? Yep, yep. And apparently they would use them to connect with their ancestors. Okay. And rumor has it that um, Uluru, which mm. is not a mountain, but a monolith. It's a massive big, stone. A big crystal. It's a big rock. That it's actually got a giant rock quartz inside of it. Wow. And that may be some of the reason why it's such a holy place for them. That it's some sort of like a massive... Why, why maybe? Surely we can ask them. Oh no! We, I guess we. I, that's what they say. I oh, all oh, right. Okay. I guess what they say. They believe that it's there's a quartz that's crystal inside. That it's like a big telephone box. Interesting. I would never have uh, associated this, the crystal thing with uh, Australian indigenous culture. Well, it seems though to some extent it touches on most cultures. Hmm. Um, that makes sense. It's like you know, back back in the back in the day, I guess. Yeah. You see a shiny thing, and that's pretty pretty exciting, right? Yeah. Like, and I guess there's some degree of conflation between prettiness and shininess. Um, and the happiness you get from that mm. with good health. Mm. And so, you know, nice, pretty things we would tend to think maybe make you feel better, that they must be good for you in some way and psychically or, or not. Sure. And so it gives people a reason to collect them. That's more than just vanity. It's, you know, it's health. The, the nicest stones give you the best, you know. Yeah. I like it. So I think there is, so the Chinese have a big thing with jade. I always thought that was decorative or cultural, but I think it's probably got some... Eastern medicine sort of underpinnings that they believe that jade is actually a health stone mm -hmm. of some sort. So it's actually not a symbol of long life, but it actually gives you health and long life by actually wearing it. Mm. So it seems to touch every facet of our sort of culture going back thousands and thousands of years. Um, and, you know, people may be right if it's that common and it goes back that far. It's got to be real. That's right. Right. Well, it's, it's certainly reached a, a new level of prominence in popular culture Huge. over the last five or so years. There's a, there's been a big uptick in the last um, last five years in particular, potentially due to social media effects. Maybe. Uh, do you think it's bigger, or do you think that we're noticing it more because of our age, where we live? No, it's absolutely group? bigger. It's 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 the reports are that it's a massive boom, upswing, in, upswing. Yeah. Right. The wellness industry is, I guess, another one of the proponents of crystals and all this kind of business yeah. right celebs you've got your kate hudson's your mary kate and ashley's your gwyneth paltrow is a big one she put it in her vagina right that's correcto um <laughs> gwyneth paltrow famous for putting rocks in her vagina. vagina yeah so she she sells them on her website goop yep um I'm, and I'm, has, are you a gooper she uh no it's the first time i've actually heard of it or seen the website you've never heard of goop never heard of goop oh wow yeah but she was selling them to encourage serenity and she says that they can also purify water. Mm -hmm. She, as we said, encouraged women to put jade and rose quartz, those two in particular, yep. into their vaginas. Uh -huh. She says that regular use in this way yep. increases chi, yeah, of course. Orgasms, yep. muscle tone, hormon uh -huh. hormonal balance and feminine energy in general. Well, and uh, it, it, they're it, selling for 100 bucks a pop too, these jade and quartz. That's good money. Vaginal Crystals, That's good money. But um, in 2000 and uh, a couple years ago, I actually don't have a, a year for this. She was ordered to pay $145,000 in civil penalty, penalties uh, over that claim, that exact claim that I just read out there. Mm -hmm. Saying that they could balance hormones, regulate menstrual cycles and improve bladder control. Uh -huh. And they, they paid that, that fee because they were like, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. The bladder control may be right because it's like doing Cables pelvic floor exercises. Yeah. yeah. So I think some of what she's saying is probably true, but that's just related to having holding an object yeah. in your vagina, not the fact that it's a crystal. Hmm. Um, I'm curious about her purification 
her water purification thing because I'd love to give her a cup of water from the Ganges and ask her to plop a couple of crystals in there and see <laughs> yeah, if she'd drink yeah. it. Yeah. You know, rife with cholera and coronavirus. <laughs> but it's cool. You got some rose quartz. <laughs> That'll do it. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, look, it's, it's big time getting promoted on social media, hence the uptick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, you think that if you're sterilizing your female reproductive tract that it might decrease fertility <laughs> if it can purify water yeah anything you can use to purify water probably isn't great for reproduction <laughs> and for your reproductive tract yeah would you put iodine in your vagina no. probably not right would you put chlorine in your vagina <laughs> no. no you wouldn't how can it be good for everything how can it promote yeah. life in one capacity and, and kill life in another. Yeah, it's not other, like yeah. we don't have anything that does that. Even like chemotherapy, it's like <laughs> That's actually a very good point. It just like it's just killable for certain things, but can't kill. But isn't good for anything. Like yeah. the best medical example we have can't do both, um, because we can't really differentiate between different life forms all that well. We can at best leave some alone, but we can't make one part of you better and also kill things. Mm. Well, look, let me tell you how it's promoted because okay. it's um, essentially, this is from, it's from uh, a YouTube channel called Insider. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a woman that was, she had a had a crystal at some point. She found, she gave her a lot of um, peace, a lot of peace, etc. Yeah. And she investigated. Uh-huh. And uh, actually by the end of this, she actually just says, look, there is no evidence for it. But, you know, the placebo effects... Real. Real. And I don't mind and I like it and it makes me feel good. And that's kind of, that's actually what a lot of the people online are selling the crystals as, right? They actually do say this kind of stuff. Right. So, so some not, people are not, open to the idea. They're open to the idea that there is no scientific evidence behind mm-hmm. it, but they will then just say, but it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could possibly, and in fact, does seem to be true because yeah. a lot of these things are, you know, self, do you feel better? Of uh, if, if they say yes, well, I mean, there might not be any scientific markers, but if that's the truth, that's the truth, right? So yeah, absolutely. I don't. I well don't a, doubt the therapeutic benefit of belief in something. That's right. But the thing is, it's presented as an antidote to the current levels of chaos of the world, right? We're becoming sure. less and less engaged in the natural world, more mm-hmm. and more sort of abstracted from that. Having a stone that was created by the Earth in a volcano yeah. many millions of years yeah. ago. So what what do we know about crystals in terms of their properties as physical objects? What do you what do you know about them? They're they're inert, right? They don't react to anything. Um, they, don't, they don't charge. They don't do anything like that. They're you can I think you could probably charge them because they can be an arrangement of ions. Okay, which means that you could you could probably charge them to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how useful that is, but yeah, there's not a lot of utility really to crystals in and of themselves if they can be used some crystals not all crystals uh display piezoelectric properties do you know that is no how do you think guitar pickups work uh electromagnetic vibe like vibration like (laughs) vibrations Ooh, look at you (laughs) oh really vibrations i started saying the word i'm like oh shit okay yeah <laughs> no, but it's okay, right? Because vibrations are real things. That's the thing, right? Yeah, so we can talk about vibrations. Oscillations, right? We can talk about oscillations, vibrations. Yeah. We can talk, they're real things, right? And there's a magnetic coil and it transfers from yeah. uh, electromagnetic thing to electrical signals into the amp. So they, so yeah, so pickups would use a, um, a material in the pickup that displays piezoelectric potential. So, um, and you hear about like piezoelectric pickups. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's the whole foundation for how those things work. Which is some materials, um, because their structure, will either create an electric charge if they're vibrated, or if they're vibrated, or so, or if an electric charge is run through them, then they will vibrate mm-hmm. at a certain frequency. Yeah. Right. So with a guitar pickup, you pluck your string. The string induces a magnetic current or a magnetic uh, field around this material. And then that material feels that force and reacts to that force by creating a small electric charge, which is then picked up by the guitar and amplified through the amp. Great. Right. So crystals can do that, but so can certain man-made materials. So there are polymers and things like that that are piezoelectric. Um, 
And that means that, yeah, there are, they don't vibrate by themselves, but if you run a current through them, they will vibrate and they'll vibrate at a known frequency. So given whatever crystal it is and how it's arranged, it will vibrate at a certain frequency and it's very predictable. This is getting dangerous. Okay, so my crystals are vibrating at certain frequencies. Okay. They are. So yeah, you got it. Exactly. So it's starting to sound pretty scientific, right? Yeah. Um, but that's, and it is scientific. It's totally scientific. Um, and what's the use of that? Well, you know, if we know how quickly something vibrates or oscillates, then we can use it to time things. So quartz vibrates at a very specific frequency, and we know how many times it vibrates a second. So a quartz watch is actually a tiny little piece of crystal that the battery is running current through, and then the chip on board picks up how fast it's vibrating, and it can keep track of time based on that. I did not know that. Actually. No? no. Yeah. So that's wow. that's how that's what a quartz. That's what a quartz. It's not watch. just it's not just like branding quartz. No. It uses quartz. Okay. Well, I know uh, I, I didn't know that it uses quartz. I just didn't realize how. That's, yeah. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's really the biggest use of crystals in, okay. that, in that capacity. But it will not vibrate. Just it doesn't vibrate by itself. If you hold a crystal against you, it's not vibrating. You're not running a current through it. Okay. So you need to be putting energy through it. For it to vibrate. So, for example, putting it under moonlight might provide the energy required no. to source said vibrations. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, think so uh, and I'll say one of light. The- light is not the answer, is it? No. I mean, it needs to be an electrical signal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so putting it under moonlight's doing nothing for it. No, there you I go. don't think so. So this is you know, and one of the conversations I had that inspired this podcast was when I told someone the same thing. I said, if you take a piece of crystal, you need to run current through it for it to vibrate, for it to actually vibrate. Because they got very excited when they heard crystal oh, vibrates. Yeah. They're like, well, oh, there we go. That's, that's proof. It. Yeah, It vibrates. I told you. Um, but like I said, you, you need to be actually running current through it. And I said, if you just hold it, she said, well, we have energy in us. So if you hold it, you'll be putting energy through it and that will cause the vibration. Yeah. So it may not work if you just put the crystal on the table and stand next to it, but if you hold the crystal next to you or on you, yes. then you can unleash its vibrations. Sure. And then the vibrations will work, right? Well, the problem with that is that that's not how energy works. Otherwise, you could hold a light bulb. And the light bulb would turn on. It would on. go on. Yeah. And so I said to her, you can't just hold a light bulb and have it turn on because that's the kind of energy you need to run through it to make it work. And she said, some people can. <laughs> Hold as internal light bulb on with their Yeah, their and I energy. said, no, no, that's not true. They can't do that. And she said, some people can't do that. Okay, well then at that point, you're sort of... <sighs> it's hard. Now we're getting into a <clears throat> fundamental mismatch of understanding of how some things work. Yeah. And if you do believe can that he- a human can, he- can turn a light on with their hands, well, then suddenly you can believe a whole lot of stuff too. So when you, if, you know, if, if I'm like building up friction with my feet, right? Yeah. And there's like a, a gap between me and the floor, like the rubber shoes yeah. thing, right? And then I touch someone that's that's an electrical force that i've created in myself there's you, a well, potential you, difference between me an electrical difference between me and the other object right. yeah so but once that's discharged it's gone it's gone right you, you'd have to keep on supplying that that's current right. through the device and so, not just so not just through it, but through it back to yourself right yeah you've got to be running it through so th- theoretically if i could charge myself by doing that and mm-hmm. hold then touch the crystal i could have done something in that instant to discharge yeah. something to the crystal right no mm, i guess not because you it's, might it's, you might get a burst of it but again it wouldn't be continuous just, right it's not, it's, and, as soon as you touch it you are now part of the same electrical and what's happening system. is you're, you're just touching it with one live wire for one second yes right to make it work you need to be running it through it with a potential difference that's right so the, with the light bulb you need technically two people one to touch one electrode on the light bulb one to touch, touch the other electrode and you both need to have a difference in your potential between you. That's right. So that's I don't why think there's any way that one person could yeah. just hold it because you're you're grounded. You're the same. You have no potential difference across yourself. So it's not the difference between you and the light bulb. It's the difference between you and the other thing that's grounding the light bulb. Yeah. Well, that's the whole principle of alternating current, right? Yeah. You actually it has to continuously oscillate polarity, right? Yeah. Which you're not going to be able to do as a human. No. You or, can have a difference. Or, or two humans. You can, do, you can do one part of the wave and then you stop. Yeah. For like momentarily. And these are waves that have billions of oscillations and that's exactly. what keeps the light on. Exactly. So yeah, no bueno. No bueno. It's tough. Like, this, is a, this, this whole topic is a bit of a tough hang. Yeah. But what's interesting, again, for me is the, how people require so little evidence to believe in it. So, so what are some of the claims that uh, people have for crystals and what they do for them? 
Well, I did a bit of research, and the first thing I'll say is that it is hard to find much science about crystals. Yeah. In terms of healing. Okay. But there is a lot of websites about it, okay. thankfully, right? Right. So what I found was one great website, an article called The Healing Power of Crystals, Do They Work?, and how? <laughs> yes. So I love I love the. So the answer is yes, they work. That's right. The answer to the first question is in the second question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there is there actually isn't anything here about. If you read the article, it's funny. There is nothing about do they work. It is from the first sentence they work. they work. Yeah. <laughs> Trust us, they work. Yeah. And here's how, and it's not even really much how. <laughs> <laughs> they just work, and this is what you use this one for and that yep. one for. So it doesn't even really answer the own question they set up. It has two questions, and doesn't give you the answers. Okay, so what, what, what's the, what are the, the statements um, of what they do? So what, so what it says, this is great. Um, now, the article acknowledges that there could be some confusion and some skepticism about crystals. Fine. Um, it says, thankfully, the explanation for why crystals do what they do actually sounds very logical, which is a relief. Because right. for a second there, I was worried that it was illogical. illogical and, yeah. yeah. Well, it's very easy. So what they say is that crystals vibrate at their own frequency, which we discussed. That they, is true. That is true. Fact. Right? Um, and the same way that the cells in your body vibrate. But what else vibrates? Chakras. Uh, so cells, chakras, crystals, checkmate. vibrations, they all vibrate. They're all legitimate, right? So we okay. know that crystals vibrate cells don't actually vibrate <laughs> so i don't that claim isn't yeah, particularly true i don't know where that came from um and chakras well hard to say <laughs> that's <laughs> hard to I say like yeah because well what are chakras yes so there are between seven and nine chakras no there's not eight no one claims no eight. no 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 there's my like, friend if you're thinking there's eight chakras you are you are mistaken. It's like friend. valences, right? There's discrete numbers. Yeah. There's no possibility no. of... So no. It's seven or nine. Exactly. Crystal healers use nine, but I think most... So here's my theory. practitioners... Uh, so here's my seven. theory. If chakras vibrate... Yes. Right? And we know that if you vibrate... So if something is piezoelectric, if you run a current through it, it'll vibrate. But if you vibrate it... It should produce a current. Right. You see where I'm going with this? You're, you're, you're a generator. You are a generator. So I reckon what they did was if you hook up a bunch of crystals to like voltmeters and run them up and down your body, mm. if one goes off and produces a current, well, then you know that it's been vibrating at a certain frequency and you could use that to localize the chakras. Good call. See, this is where you need to actually incorporate some scientific methodology exactly, into right? proving these things. So I reckon you could do it. You could do it. So I reckon pro chakraites out there. Thousands of years, the Vedas Shh. were talking about seven chakras. Yep. And then they found crystals. And then once we found, you know, kind of we knew a bit about electrodynamics and we added some ways to measure current, people started running this up and down the body and they found that, hey, actually, there's two more chakras that we couldn't even find before. Mm. So they completely blew open the whole chakra thing. Right. Um, and now we know so much more about it than and because of science. It's so crystal chakra science, man, it's real. So, I want there to be a Gooch chakra. I feel like the Gooch needs a chakra. For our friend Gooch? <laughs> for the flabby pieces of skin in various parts of the body, they need to be represented in the chakra world. If they, they do. Well, are we sure there isn't one? Because there's like, there's a couple of very low, there's like very, very low chakras. Yeah. Down sort of in the seat of your pelvis. Yeah. That could That's be. That's pretty much the. I mean, do you call that like the pelvic chakra? You could probably just, it's just a nomenclature. You could yeah. call it the Gooch chakra. It's just hard to hold a crystal to your gooch. <laughs> you have to be upside down. You're better off shelving. <laughs> Which is also, that'd be like shelving it, wouldn't it? You turn your gooch into a shelf. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. so this is all very, this, their explanation uses very kind of, you know, science-y words. It kind of all makes sense, right? So, Which is part of the, um, well, I guess that, that, that's, that's part of the bait and switch, right? It's it like the, here's s s words that you will synonymize with truth and scientific integrity. Yeah. And then it's, whoop, yeah, switch. And it applies to everything here. And you start to create these, these conflations between, well, if this vibrates and this vibrates, oh. well, this can fix that vibration or yeah. this can heal that vibration. And what, it is, what is it about the human mind that does that? It's, it's, we, have this, we have this desire for belief in that sense, right? Yeah. We just want, we want so badly for something to bring us out of whatever our turmoil is. It's mm. like, 
vibrations are the answer. Something has to be the answer yep. to my problems. And, and if you have problems, the answer surely wouldn't be continued work to change the fundamental vibration of whatever. Even if, you, if we're talking vibrations, the way I see it is, if you need to change your body to adjust the vibrations, right? Or you need to change whatever's in you, um, that's probably a lot harder than just holding something up against it to change the vibration. Yeah, right? Okay, so it's also, it's, it's the quick fix. It's the pill form of alternative medicine. Yeah, okay. I think. But the thing is also, what we know about vibrations is one vibration can affect another vibration, right? If you have a tuning fork, um, that's... Sympathetic that, that's, vibrations, that's the thing. Exactly. So you, you could create, you can make something else vibrate or vibrate in a different way than it is already if you hold it near another vibrating object. Yeah. But once you take away that first vibrating object, they go back to vibrating their own way because every object has its own natural vibration, right? Yeah. So it's not going to change it forever. So if you do have a problem, if your chakras are malaligned, if you have weird vibrations, yeah. if we can believe that, if you hold the tuning fork, analogy, crystal true. quartz chakra up to it, uh, or crystal crystal quartz vibrating thing, yeah, sure, maybe you can influence the vibration of that chakra temporarily, but you'd literally have to hold it next to it for the rest of your life to change it. Hmm. Um, because the minute you take it away, it's going back to vibrate in the same way it did. I'm already giving way too much credence <laughs> to to this idea, but. The idea is that even within what it's saying, if it wants to use scientific words, I don't think it's even using them properly. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But anyway, what they say here is um, we have energy, energy is in everything, crystals are everywhere, vibrations are in everything. Um, basically, energy, vibrations can influence each other, and you will definitely be influencing it. Now, also, how do we know that? Why don't crystals ever bad? Like, that's a good point. How do we know what, how to vibrate something? Like, like most medicines, right? Like, yeah. if you give it to someone that doesn't need it, yeah. it could actually be very bad for them. In well, fact, it usually is, right? Like, it can't be good for everything. Yeah. Right? It's, it'll, usually, it'll make one thing worse and something better. Like, it's got to make you, make you sick or... Well, yeah, okay, I'm with you. Well, so, for example, Ruby, apparently, is, like, the most powerful. It vibrates at a super high frequency, and it mm. is, like, it's, like, it's good for everything. Right. Also, quartz is like the most abundant crystal. It's a really good one. Quartz can substitute for essentially any other crystal that you're missing in your uh, crystal complex. Okay, right. <laughs> we're, start, we're starting to talk like a little bit of Magic the Gathering here, yes, right? Like you can, you can play, <laughs> you if can you're play missing it. a ruby, you can play a quartz in its stead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. so even the one is like crazy powerful and much rarer. You can also just use the other one. Right, you tap your quartz on your bork site and it becomes onyx, right? Exactly. Just, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's like, well, it just doesn't make any sense. It vibrates the same or it doesn't vibrate the same. Anyway, so ruby, which is the most powerful, easily the best. It's like the rarest yeah. crystal you can, you can play in your deck. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How could it be good? So it vibrates at a frequency because it's ruby. It has a frequency, um, which would mean that it, will change everything by a certain degree. How is it that everything gets changed for the better all the time? That is a very tough question to answer. No one ever talks about like the crystal throwing off a chakra. No. You're like, I was feeling great. And then I just walked by the crystal shop and it, whoa, just, you think if you walk into a crystal shop, it should be a clusterfuck. (laughs) Like you have all these crystal (laughs) radio waves flying at you from all sides. Like it's like walking into an MRI machine. Yeah. Which, by the way, talk about like vibrations and like aligning chakras. What happens when you take an MRI? I think it's got like fucking three Tesla worth of uh, a crazy, you know, radioactive or, or um, magnetic radiation. That should really fuck you up. Yeah. Or just make you better. <laughs> think of your chakras pre and post MRI. Now, here's a great quote, right? Do, do chakras come up on an MRI? You don't see them. Okay. No, right. You also don't see muscle knots. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right? So, you know, you go to the masseuse and they're like, ooh, you got knots. You got big time knots. I'll tell you something. I've looked at thousands of muscle MRIs. I've never seen a knot and we can see all kinds of things in an MRI. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Yeah. Muscle knots don't exist? Is no, that what you're telling me? I don't think so. Not really. What? Like, okay, we're going to do it? a whole new show on muscle yeah. knots. That's really good. And also, I've cut through lots of muscle. 
I've never seen a muscle not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't know what it is. I think it's just an area where the muscle's a bit like, they like say it's just where it's been like, it's, it's contracted or the rest of the muscle isn't. I don't really know if it's a thing at all. Okay. But the science of muscle, muscle knots. knots. We all play like, ooh, I've got to knot my muscle. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> what do you mean you've got a knot in your muscle? A little ball and you just massage and it goes away. Muscle is's and muscle knots. Exactly. So here's a great quote to show how science is being used by crystal proponents. Yep. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, vibration. Yeah. Who That's said that? That's one of the secrets. Well, it's hardly a secret, actually. No, but who said that? That's a quote. Uh, so say it again. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, vibration, which is true. I mean, every every physical um, equation that we have it deals in some capacity with energy, frequency, or vibration. I'm thinking like an Einstein character. It's Tesla. Okay, right, right. So that's a great quote if you believe in crystals and vibrations. Sure, right? but I mean, I presume the original was in Russian. Was there anything lost in the in the translation? Uh, Tesla was was that, where is he from? Oh, but he's probably he like he wasn't. He wasn't Russian. Why do I think was he, he like Russian? Czech? Hungarian. 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 Of course, he's Hungarian. Hungarian. Actually. Yeah, yeah. they're smart people. Those Hungarians. Yeah. Um, what so, do you think his Erdos number would have been? Zero. <laughs> zero. I'm thinking. So originally, crystal therapy was devised to balance the chakras and transform the energy properties of the body, resulting in a clear and positive energy field. Uh, so when it comes to crystals, it's believed that they would heal and renew the energy that flows inside you naturally, um, which would in turn heal your physical body as well. Now, like you, you had a good question about chakras. No, we can't see them with an MRI, and we don't have any idea what they actually are, mm. uh, what they do. We don't really have any sense of anything that can be broken down into a chakra basis. Other than there is some science which proposes that the various chakras, I'm not sure what they are, there's like the solar plexus chakra, the head chakra, yeah, the yeah, chakra, that they might align with various other endocrine organs. So like the like the pituitary gland or like the um, um, pineal gland mm. or various uh, nerve complexes, which we call plexuses. So you have like, so the brain is a big, obviously a big nerve complex. But you also have them like in your chest, you have them in your stomach. So we talked about the enteric plexus um, a few weeks ago. There's an idea that when you feel something in your stomach, you know, your stomach or your heart or whatever else, that this could be related to these big nerve connecting, like these big junctions of nerves. So mm. they're working a bit like a brain in themselves in these different areas. Got it. And there could be an idea that, sure, maybe this is what chakras are referring to in some capacity. They're, they're a, a heuristic for describing what a shock, what a, what this anatomy is. Yeah. But that's not no. really very well mapped in any way. That doesn't really mean very much. Okay, cool. Well, that, that I mean, is there, is there more in terms of what people believe you, you got, you got to give us? That's because that's, that's much, a really good one. I like it. That's pretty much good it, article. man. Um, well, look, why, why don't we do, we take a little break now. We can yeah. come back for, and then talk about the dark side of crystals. That's right. I don't get it. There can't be any downsides of crystals. Let's find out after the break. do the crystals come from the healing crystals that we use or yeah. the, that we use the healing crystals that are found in crystal shops etc <laughs> the, the crystals in your uh, in your water and the crystals up your ass <laughs> where do you think they come from Justin <laughs> yeah well do you know um well, they've got to be mined right so quartz is the most common one that's used yes but there's there's a whole bunch of them sure and you can anyone can look up basically any crystal yes right but there's a there's a lot of sites in the U.S. where they um, they can do a you got to dig your own mine where the public can take what they find for a small entrance fee yeah. kind of thing. Uh huh. And there's also some private mines etc. in the states. Uh huh. But largely they come from other mines where they're or they're trying to um, extract other. Sure. So they're a byproduct of they're, mining. They're actually a, usually a byproduct of mining. Because mm. realistically, as big as the crystal industry is... It's not worth mining for. It's not as big as the... Is it selenium that's in our phones? What's mm -hmm. what's the... Uh, uh, whatever the, the metals are yeah. in our phones yeah. that are also destroying the earth. Mm -hmm. um, that's the bigger business, right? So they're mining for this stuff and they're like, yeah. oh, well, we might as well try to 
to get through these stones out of the side as well, right? Well, they're, they're probably they're getting them anyway, right? They're falling into their they're, they're pan, are they panning for it like uh, old prospectors? Yeah, that's right. But the interesting thing is, so like um, these crystals like tourmaline, amethyst, quartz, and yep. citrine, um, they're found in gold, copper, and cobalt mines, but publicly traded industrial mines aren't actually required to disclose profits from the byproducts of their mining. Oh, right. So it gets into this real shady area where they don't actually have a paper trail as much as the actual gold and whatever, the, the main event oh, is, right? Why wouldn't they be required? Mm, don't know. It's so don't weird, know. right? It's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's. I guess it's kind of like a, it's not really part of our business. Like when you're becoming a business, you're like, what's your prime thing? I do this thing. Yeah. It's like on the other, oh, and... On the side, I do this. And sometimes, I, look, I don't know. Okay, don't know, so but. I'm a doctor. That's where, I'm, where my money comes from, right? Imagine, and I declare that income, yeah. <laughs> and the government knows I'm a doctor. What if I was doing something else at the same time? Like, I was selling, you know, I don't know, selling medical devices on the side, or another, like, minimal part of my business that was sort of a... Uh, follow on from what I do at work already. If I was Uber driving, if I was dropping people off at work on the way, that's like saying I don't have to declare that yeah. income because it's not actually my job. <laughs> look, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I didn't look deep it's into not it, your rule. I'm, I yeah. know. Um, but it is interesting that these do come from a, a sort of secondary products, right? Yeah. Um, but I guess the, the thing might be, think about it this way, whatever regulations are in place in these mines, right? Yeah. However sketchy they might be, they would be, they would have big industries behind them and you'd be like, okay, gold, where are you getting your gold from? Because it's a huge industry. Mm. You'd need, you'd have all these people selling the gold. Mm -hmm. There'd be this trail back to the mine, sure. presumably. Yeah. I don't know, but I presume that's mm -hmm. the case because it's a big freaking thing. This, which started like a bit of a fringe thing, it's like you, you're not going to really find out where, that find out where it's coming from. Um, and so a lot of the countries that the crystals getting mined from are places like Myanmar, Democratic Republic of the Congo. Right. Madagascar is a big one. Right, okay. And these are countries that do have severe human rights violations and environmental harms in mm -hmm. a lot of their um, labor markets and stuff. Sure. So, for example, in the DRC, in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, there are seven-year-old children working in cobalt and, cobalt and copper mines where some of these healing stones, such as citrine and smoky quartz, are found quite commonly. Yeah. Um, so I guess thankfully all those crystals should neutralize all the negative energy and negative vibes from sending from people so is it like energy neutral then in that way <laughs> that's actually a really good point we talk about carbon neutrality exactly what about like energy neutrality chakra neutrality right so for every there should be like energy credits right which is for every every ton of coal that you mine you yeah. need to mine a certain amount of crystals to offset the negative energy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, so you can pay for that extra. So that's what we're doing. Actually, when you buy the crystals, you're basically buying energy credits. Yep. Like you know, karmic energy credits. Right. I, I like it. I like the gist. That's pretty. I good. like that sort of uh, the energy market being a thing, like <laughs> <laughs> trading energy futures and stuff. Um, so the, the bad, the bad stuff doesn't actually stop there, by the oh, way. Oh no. Um, so. Uh, international NGO Global Witness yeah. found that the Taliban actually earns up to $20 million a year from Afghanistan's lapis mines, the lapis oh, yeah. lazuli. Wow. Yeah. Lapis lazuli being... Yeah. Um, lapis the, lazuli. Apparently, it's one of the best stones for activating psychic abilities. I believe that. Yep. Well, that's what um, Cleopatra used to put in her eyes. She put lapis. Oh, okay. Yeah. And lapis was really big in like old Egyptian jewelry. So mm -hmm. that's the blue stone that you would see in lots of things. It's that really, really deep, inky blue, beautifully beautiful blue um, uh, crystal mm. stone. Um, it is, it's aesthetically incredibly beautiful, but obviously very potent kinetic psychic powers. Mm. So basically, yeah, that's right. So you've, you've got people essentially wearing these stones yeah. at all of these retailers and, and people that themselves don't know much about where they got them because they're getting it from someone, an importer or whatever, right? Through three intermediaries. Three intermediaries from a byproduct of some mine where some kid was there in the first place or whatever. Yeah. So look, I think there are some websites that do try the best they can to uncover where the, the stones come from. And provide ethical stones. They try to. Right. But even then, they admit that sometimes it's actually difficult for them to, mm -hmm. to figure it out. So it does seem to be this kind of 
black market. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, you, you don't really have the option so much to find whatever your amethysts that are mined in Australia or whatever. Like you, you, you don't know, if you're reading, did you notice that the way I did that amongst all the powerful crystals that are out there, diamonds not one of them. Diamond, which is the, you know, it's hardest. It's the hardest one, obviously, mm. from a kind of a physical standpoint, but it's the most valuable uh, crystal out there that we mm. know about. Um, the most expensive for sure, but doesn't seem to have much in the way of uh, healing properties. Isn't that funny? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> the most regulated crystal out there. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that, cancel that's... those at the crystal energy shop in Newtown, <laughs> which I still would like to visit. Actually, I passed oh, it yesterday. Yeah. Place is a trip. Okay. So look, that, that's kind of that's kind of my quick little summary of the issues to do with um, mining, mm-hmm. crystal mining, and stuff. So it's something if you're out there and you're into your crystals, something to keep in mind and to see really if you can do your hard yards. I don't know where you possibly do it. Uh, but to see where where the crystals you're getting are actually coming from, because otherwise you're, you're certainly impacting the negative vibes of the planet, the negative vibrations on one end of that transaction, aren't you? So you better hope that you, you're pulling enough enough good vibes. There was a, an actual study that was done in 2001 where they set to test out the effect of crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, Dr. Christopher French, on 80 volunteers, gave people a piece of quartz to yep. meditate with. Um, the rest were given a similar looking plastic and it was taught and told it was a crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also given a booklet explaining 10 sensations they might experience, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Um, the same effects were found with both genuine and fake crystals, mm-hmm. essentially undermining the claims that the crystals have anything. Exactly. Like, you know, and, right. and th- these types of studies are done all over the place to, you know, Sham crystals, sham acupuncture, sham yep. whatever. Exactly. Turns out to be as good as the exactly. quote unquote real thing. So that's the. the but you know. there is a difference over doing nothing. Yes, that's right. right. So as they said here, out of the 80, only six failed to experience at least one of the sensations right. altogether. So it doesn't matter that they don't work compared to something else. What matters is that they do do work, they allow you to tap into the placebo effect. Correct. Somehow. Which means it can modify things that the placebo effect can. So pain, stress, anxiety, all those psychosomatic illnesses. Psychosomatic too, illnesses. Right? So if it's a yeah, exactly. If it's an illness created in the psyche, then and there are real illnesses that we've discussed on the show that can have real physical signs and symptoms. Yeah. Inflammation. Inflammation. I've experienced them. Yeah, exactly. So what yeah. about gout? No, gout's a real thing. Gout. Okay. Talk gout to- actually, gout is crystals. That's actually really funny. Gout is caused by gout is actually when you get these crystals that precipitate in your joint, um, uric acid crystals. They call there are these little tiny crystal shards, and they wear down the joint, so they cause obviously pain because they're little tiny needles in your joint. But over time, they actually destroy your joint, so you end up with a permanently painful joint. Well, talk to my mate Dorian, who went to an acupuncturist and pretty much cured him of his gout. True story. Anyway, I don't I don't know what to say other than that maybe he didn't have gout in the first place. Well, but he You can talk to the man, but he was yeah. If he does have gout and he's treating with acupuncture, he it's a real physical chemical process. Uh, and there's medication that stops the precipitation of the crystals and having seen the x-rays and treated people with gout with pus coming out of their toes, he should probably take real medication. <laughs> if it's a real problem. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry. That's one thing you don't want to treat the symptoms of. You want to treat the disease yeah. for sure. Uh, so I think, yeah, so it's good we spoke about a bit of the science behind it or the lack of science behind it um, because that is a thing that people say to me when we talk about crystals. They say, you tell me it doesn't work, but I did it and it worked. I felt better. I felt changed afterwards. Yeah. And there is a, I think there is a misunderstanding between um, knowing something empirically, like does it do something because of what it's claimed to do or does it just do something relative to nothing which means does it activate that placebo effect and differentiating between the two i think people find really hard and people also think that you say that it is a placebo that it's doing nothing and that's not true that's right right um it's like a dirty word but it's like well actually if something works on a placebo basis yeah you're actually at no risk of getting any 
you know, n- negative side effects of anything. Well, no one says there are side not, effects. Well, of the there's placebo. the nocebo effect, right? Which is where you end up with the negative side effects of placebos. Okay. Because you think you're taking a medication. That's right. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you do, you give someone a medication or fake medication and you say, this is going to fix your headaches, but it has diarrhea side effects. Someone might feel that they have diarrhea after the pill and that's the nocebo. Effect. But luckily none of the crystals have bad side effects. None. So, so really there's no downside. That's right. And what's, um, and if someone says, well, look, if it activates the placebo effect and then there's no downside, why not let people believe? Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Well, why not? Well, firstly, it's just not true and we're raping the earth forward and all these kind of problems. But we also know, there's a, did we talk about that study a little while ago where they told people they were getting placebo and it still worked? Yes, we did actually. That was right? really good. So the point is nowadays, you don't even need to believe that what you're taking is a real thing. You can know that it's a placebo effect. But knowing that it's, you're just believing something different, right? Instead of believing it's going to work, you believe it's going to activate the placebo effect. The placebo effect isn't this mysterious thing you've got to trick your body into doing. It's just a matter of positive thinking, right? So it's like, it makes sense that you don't need to believe in the curing principles of it yeah but but if I, th- I feel like if you meditate too hard on it it probably wouldn't work for you because you, you, know, you'll man. then unravel the like I, I can't believe in a placebo effect if i really understand what the placebo effect is because well the placebo effect requires me to believe in the first cause the, fir- the first treatment right the, the i don't know that alleged don't, treatment well but if you know that the placebo effect is useful for certain things then you're believing in that treatment yeah i know that's what i'm saying but like if you if you were really meditating on it yeah you could probably unravel yourself out of the placebo effect working for you if you were, knew you were taking the placebo you I know what i mean no i don't think so okay no, anyway, I, I, I don't think so i think that the that because we do know that it's a real thing now yeah the belief in that isn't that different to believing in a cure yeah as long as you believe in the right thing right okay. so i think that's so there, yeah so you, people could be using plastic crystals now instead of you know kind of mining the earth for you know madagascar for all these rare crystals um Oh, and one last thing. We spoke about this on the phone the other day briefly, which is the beauty of what happens when you conflate words oh, and great. variables. That's a relief. I thought you were going to talk about my rash. Yeah. <laughs> which, are you crystallizing that rash? <laughs> um, Our private conversations about my health, health affairs. Sorry. Which will all be available to Patreon subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> so if, we're, if you donate at a rate of $5 a month or more, yeah, you will have access to our private Justin's, phone calls about Justin's health. Yeah, good. They're actually pretty good. <laughs> all of my, all the treatments. Yeah. All of the, uh, you know. Symptoms. <laughs> the symptoms. The weird the itches. Yeah. The symptoms. Sometimes the, the treatments. Uh, the, the treatments are weird. The figures. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Um, there's this, I think, if I, if we end the podcast with this kind of fable-type analogy story that I have, which is, you know, we spoke about vibrations here and energy here. Um, they don't necessarily mean the same thing, right? Like, a crystal vibrates, but, you know, free about chakras for the moment even if cells vibrated, it's not the same thing, right? There's different kinds of energy vibrations or physical vibrations and all kinds of things like that. You can't conflate the two. They don't necessarily have any interaction with each other at all just because you put them near each other. And I remember back in high school, one of the guys at school um, was trying to work out this big equation where in science, what you can do is if you have different equations with the same variables in them, you can put them together and cross certain things off and simplify them into one equation, right? Um, and he was doing this with this huge equation. He was doing like going like Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting on the blackboard. Yeah. And like for an hour, just scrawling numbers, like some sort of a hidden like genius, a genius. Yeah. right? And then he was like, oh my God, I did it. I've solved it. He's like, I've, I found a, an equivalence between um, like walking speed and current <laughs> in a circuit. And they were like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense at all. He's like, look at the board. It's all here. He had this like 600 like squiggle, squiggle uh, equation. Yeah, that, he's that like, is it's the SI there. unit. And it, it came down yeah. to like this one little equation he had. And he's like, and he's like, it's there. It's the math is perfect. It's beautiful. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, Jonathan. And then we looked at it and he had in physics, you use, um, V is for velocity. So you have an equation, you write sure. down V. Or U sometimes. But or U. Um, or, at the same time, 
V is also used in physics and electricity for voltage. Right. For current intensity or for um, potential difference. So just typographically, right? he'd subbed in one V. He for had the subbed other. in one. At one point, he just dropped in a electrodynamics equation into his other physics equations and used them as the same variable and found that two things affect each other, that walking a certain speed will affect the current in a circuit. Right. There's no circuit when you're walking, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It didn't make any sense. Um, and it shouldn't make any sense. But all he did was conflate two Vs, assuming that Vs are going to be the same. See, I find it interesting that like someone in 2020 yeah. with all of... I mean, I'm sure this guy's a smart dude. He's right? smart dude. And this, smart was in two, this was in 99, 2000. Oh, this is this is in high school. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Oh, sorry, I missed that part. This of the is story. in high school, right? <laughs> Which is, but we don't know any more or less about those things now than we did back then. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's just the mind of a distracted and slightly confused high school genius yeah. <laughs> who just had a lapse of attention and forgot that he was kind of dropping in the voltage. I just, I just, I love the confidence of someone like that to be like, okay, there, there are physicists, physicists and mathematicians that For have been working years. on like. Like for at least 100, 150 years, we've been yeah. working on like hectic shit. Yeah. And you reckon you're in year 11 and you're about to like solve that. Speaking of which, like I remember what I, one, when I was really into maths when I was like in year 10 and 11. Yeah. I was trying to f- figure out the equation that solved prime numbers. I was like, I'm going to find out. <laughs> I, I literally did. And I, was, I tried to figure out the patterns I could find in them and stuff. I know. The, the, this is just like the hardest problem. Impetuous have an youth, answer. right? Yeah. I'm going to find it because I did pretty well in my school certificate. (laughs) In year 10. How hard could it be? How hard? I know prime numbers. Yeah. I came second (laughs) in my class. Like, come on. Exactly. That's been Jeremy Zion. Thank you. Welcome. I mean, wait, no. What's the other one I say? Thanks for listening. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Obrigado. If you want to find out more about us, we're online. JeremyZion.com. Dot AU. No. No, buddy. You, is this not like... I'm kidding. No dot au. Not, no. JeremyZine.com. Uh, really? Find us on, you know, all the, all the podcast platforms and that kind of stuff. Or mm-hmm. yeah, find us in... Stitcher. Yeah. And uh, iTunes. Yeah. Spotify podcasts. That's it. YouTube. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Um, Pandora. Yeah. Uh, Jaiku. Jaiku. Tidal. We're on Tidal this month. So if you right. are, if, you, if you're on that, we're, we're there. Yeah. Um, we're also on all the search engines. Yep, Lycos, Hotbot, <laughs> AltaVista. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to be on Webcrawler next week. Yes. So if you are a Webcrawler user, just hang tight, or maybe use one of the affiliates uh, for the next week. Yeah. Find us. I still have to respond to Ask Jeeves, so we're not quite on that yet. I got to. We there's a lot stuff. of paperwork to to yeah. meet the Ask Jeeves filters. Um, um, that's why they deliver such good results. Yes. Also, talk to your friends because they might have heard of us too. Yeah. We're not just on social media. Like, we're in society. We're in real, like we're in real society. Social interaction. That's right. We know people. People listen. Uh, there's at least a dozen listeners out there. Talk point. to people on the bus. They might know. Yeah. Tell them about us. You know what? Do that. And look at um, toilet cubicles because a few episodes ago I told people to write. That's <laughs> right. Jeremy's like, Island to- to- toilet cubicles. Now, like, yeah. I haven't seen any yet. So no. thanks. Listeners. Uh, what song were they playing? Underneath Your Clothes. By Shakira. Yeah. Right. That's not one of my favorites. It's horrible. I at least really like when foreign artists write songs in English because they have a really unique sort of approach to the language. Yeah. And lyrically, they can have some really interesting turns of phrase and phrasing and things like that. Yeah. Shakira is an example where it's just no good at all. It's <laughs> like the Swedes can do it. I've got no affinity for yeah. writing in English. I know, I, the clanging lyric I recall from, um, what's a, the big song? The Whatever, Wherever song? Yeah, Whatever, Wherever. Is that, yeah, that's it's what like it a... Is? And that's the deal, my dear? I, I think uh, that really hits me the wrong way. No, no, it's, the, it's a good thing my breasts are small and humble so you yeah. don't confuse them with mountains. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that's literally the lyric. I, it is. It yeah. is. I know. I, I don't think that she translates well to English. No. But that sort of just slid by and everyone's like, oh yeah. It's okay. fine. Yeah, I know. That always hit me the wrong way. And she's got a lot of lyrics that you, it takes you out of the song right away. You're like, what? <laughs> that's not what, how we talk. <laughs> yeah. But you know, a lot of those songs on that first album are great. Are great. <laughs> the B-sides are really good. I haven't really investigated Shakira B-sides before. Shakira is, that worth, is it worth the dig? <laughs> I'm sure it is. Um, so, that, so that was her third album. Yep. It was called Laundry Service. I did some reading this morning. Yeah, good. <laughs> while, while it was playing, I was like, I need to see what the popular reception was for this when it came out because this is so bad. Yeah. Um, it's right. 2001 or two. It's fucking 20 years ago that album came out. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Does it still feel as fresh? It didn't feel fresh when it came out, <laughs> I don't think. It felt really stale. But because a lot of the songs on that album were songs she had previously released in... In uh, Spanish, okay. previously that she had that she translated into English. So was there just a lot that was lost in translation? You I think really so. I, I think yeah. the first batch of songs, at least, were <laughs> written and then translated. So I, I think that's probably where we get some of the really weird turns of phrase. Yeah, you know what? Listening to um, popular music in South America, presumably also in Mexico. Oh, actually, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been to Mexico, uh, but every second word is corazón. Like pretty much, whenever whenever you are listening to. South American yeah. music, sung in Spanish. Just listen for the word coraz- corazón. Is that like my dear, my love? That no, means it means heart. Oh right, yeah. Okay, definite definite observation. Okay, I'm keen to I'm keen to do corazón. A, uh, a comparison. The amount of times like what what body parts are used in various languages in their music. That'd be interesting, actually. Well, surely heart would be represented in most languages. Well, bo- booty. Booty would be above heart, possibly. In Shakira songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was very proud of her booty. Yeah. I think she's a girl who's got some booty and she has, I guess, a good set of pipes on her, technically. Yeah. But I think she sings very tastelessly and flamboyantly. And I don't think that she has the songwriting to back it up. Mm-hmm. How bad was that, um, the World Cup song that she did? Um, you don't even remember it exactly. No, which one was that in the Vuvuzela World Cup? The South African one? No, think so. I think it was the. I think it was the Rio. Okay, one which would make more sense, right? Mm-hmm. Even though well, Colombia is Central America and Brazil is South America, and it's actually different languages, and <laughs> there's really not a lot to link her to the Rio World Cup. Um, you good to go? 